A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. On today's episode, myself and Simon were joined by Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown after his former side's title challenge seemed to come to an end after that home defeat to Brighton. So here we go again, another week, mm-hmm. and Mr. Jordan comes in at my back. I haven't seen you this morning until now. Good morning. Good morning. You look lovely and fresh. Thank you very much. We tripped to the hairdressers. Yes, me and my son had a little twofer. We both had a haircut. <laughs> a little two for one. Two for one. <laughs> lovely. You can make it um, two from three, and I'll come with you <laughs> next time. Martin, how are you? Already, they've been at Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown because of Arsenal's drop-off. Tell me what happened this morning. Oh, no, just, you know, you're travelling in, there's a few smirks, isn't there? People were, oh, uh, what happened to your lot yesterday? Big grin on their face. But you, you have to suck it in, don't you, really, and use it. I suppose you can't use it now, really, uh, when you're a player. I mean, it hurts when you get so close and you uh, that dream, everything uh, blows up almost in your face. You come back, it's how you come back from adversity. Because they would have had that dream. They, they've lived the dream Arsenal for many months, thinking mm. they can be champions. Today it's been simply ripped apart. Um, how, how did you credit, react to that? That bit of oh sniping? no, not a problem. I I asked him what team he supported. He said he supported Man- he supported Manchester United. So well, he would have been in the south. To he? be uh, to be honest, it was, it was it was like listening to the Sky commentary yesterday. How biased is, is is the commentary team? It's frightening. I, I, as much as they're great, well, hang on. And what Martin <laughs> Tyler is a great professional, but he cannot hide that he just he simply doesn't. It hurts him that Arsenal might win a game of football. Martin Tyler, it hurts Martin oh, Tyler that honestly, Arsenal win a game we know of football. That Neville, we know that Neville's got the problem. He was almost apologising for, um, I've <laughs> lost my mind when I, we should be sending Martinelli off. Uh, no, 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 you know, not at all. You go with your instinct. So there we are. There's a poke in the eye to a commentator. I should be more respectful. Martin's a great commentator. But please, Sky, don't put him on the Arsenal games anymore. It's really hard. Listen. <laughs> it's a touch of paranoia this early on a Monday it morning, might be, Martin. It might be, but who cares? It's just we should say what we feel. Did you did you feel that when you played? Because he commentated when you Not were really, playing. Really, I wasn't. I never really listened. Did I? I was out there playing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant when you listened back to it. Did you ever think <laughs> when it, when it started? When then? you hear the commentators saying, "Oh, it's a great professional foul. Look at that Arsenal on the counter attack there. Brighton did well to stop them." You know, it gets in the way. Gets in the way. Here, listen, Martin. If you're listening. Listen to it, listen to yourself, and you tell me if you're not really, you don't want Arsenal to win, do you? Come on. Wow. 
My humour's gone now. See, with I would have morning. left that alone if I was Martin. I would have not gone down that route because all you're going to get is more people turning around saying, "Ultimately, this is your team. Your team didn't do the business." They it's lost. a sideshow. What I'm talking about. It, we're it talking, none of it affects yeah, the actual performance, does it? But Jim, you know, he's got, he's got me. He's come after me. But I, I think the biggest. <laughs> no, you've got, you've the biggest problem, it, it? Yeah, but no, no. The biggest problem for Arsenal. It, it, it yesterday was what happened earlier in the day Man City winning 11 games on the bounce it's really difficult on the day of a game and this is where I was sort did, of did, did the Arsenal players really in their back of their minds thought I know a team that's languishing at the bottom of the league that couldn't beat a rug most of the time and got one yes. result last week <laughs> yes. are going to turn over Man City <laughs> but it was a very good result wasn't it it was, it was a 5-1 win against Brighton a team Fine, that we know but, we're but, there but, today but I'm talking about the, the fact that Arsenal players it's being alleged reacted to the fact that out of nowhere, Man City beat Everton. Oh, give over. They all was, knew they were going to beat it, it Everton. Everyone knew Man City it, were going to beat Everton. It was a false dream, wasn't it? Even it was Everton false, fans knew it. it. It was, but I mean, you have to say, though, that it was. It gave a little bit, didn't it? You thought, hold on, uh, maybe Everton could do something with the Evertonians there, the yeah. atmosphere. Um, of course, it's been 10 defeats at home. That was, te- you know, you for, possibly, for Everton this season. Honestly, you cannot possibly tell me and you shouldn't tell me or even want to tell me that the players are going to react to the fact that a pretty much nailed on outcome which is Man City which are arguably the best team in the country arguably the best team in Europe well, okay, beat let me Everton tell you. That so as a former professional time, as poor. a former professional when you're preparing for a game okay, the worst the worst thing you can have is that your rival is playing the first thing and you're watching so you're preparing Man, for your game you're like doing it I'm just explaining you've asked you've asked your own job haven't you of course you do but I'm explaining what the players went through. I'm talking you back through what actually happened. So the day of the game, they're watching. So they compound it. They're then, watching they? <laughs> City, and they realise finally they, it's, they, we can't win this. That's eleven wins on the trot, Man City. So they I'm made tra- four I'm just, changes. I'm just trying to picture the Arsenal dressing room then. Yes. So, oh no, City have won. Yes. Yeah, so, and who's commentating? Martin Tyler. So, so, oh God, we've no chance. And there's somebody. Yeah, but, that, with, but that's with my fault. So you can ridicule me now. Dead. So let me just talk to you about what's happened on the day of the game. The whole stadium's a little bit flat. They've all seen that City have just won a game. Let's make it yeah. even flatter. 35 minutes. Thirty-five minutes into the game, and the two-nil up. Man City, they're superb, absolutely superb. And you think it's and, was flat? And, because and of then the all of a sudden, you're playing against a very stubborn, very well-organised, awkward Brighton team. Yeah, no, Arsenal, infamy, ma- Arsenal, ma- Arsenal have made three really poor mistakes in the game, but Arsenal were in the game to the 86th minute. But they made changes to try and win it. And all the time you had to keep playing catch up. And you can't afford to do that. But what I'm saying was they would have been a little bit they'd have been a little bit flat going into the game because of what they saw. But there's absolutely no excuse for them being flat or the atmosphere to be flat going into that game, Martin. I'm telling you the human reality when somebody realizes they can't win it. Yes, but the human it hits you between the eyes. Look. Even in a very good team in '99, we lost out on a point, and we made Man United go all the dis- all the way to the distance, and we could only just about do it. It's been tough for this Arsenal team, and they got the squad's not strong, strong enough, Jim. Mm. We won the league in um, Old Trafford in 2002. Wiltord playing up top with Canoe. Where was Burkamp? Where was Henri? They weren't there, were they? Burkamp was on the bench. Henri was injured, but the squad was strong enough to fit, to do the job. This squad isn't, and that's. That's all. The 11's not Martin, bad. I've got to say, the, the squad needs to be better. In, you, you, I don't you, care what the messages got, say. You, you need I'm to telling you my yourself. message. Oh, we well, hear your message, and I think Martin Taylor's heard your message well, as well. Game on. Somebody pass Martin Key on a tissue, please. The tears are coming. 
Um, so many people getting in touch just uh, off the back of your, your your opening salvo this morning. Oh dear, Martin, where's the passion, the drive of the champions, the love of the battle? Did Arteta not show his players enough love yesterday? Martin, what happened yesterday? Was it really that result at Goodison that put the boys off? I mean, Martin... Was that the, the guy end, on the train? Was it, was at the, the end of the day, they came up short. Yes. Surely that's it. Forget yes. Goodison. Forget Tyler in front of the microphone. Forget everything else. Sad to say, they came up short. Yeah, they did, yeah. But, you but just, that's you, it. Yeah, yeah. Is so, it not? Oh, we, that's it. We all pack up then and then we but don't bother you, coming back. They build upon I'm this. Not saying that. They build upon this, Jim. This this is what Arsenal do. So like, what we're like, up then Arsenal will now be sort of eight, what would they be? Eighteen points potentially, better off this year than last year, six six victories. So it's been a whole lot better than previously. Do you agree with this? Tell Martin that they, they lost the title battle when they went to Manchester City and lost so heavily. No, that, that no they sent, lost it. No. That sent no, 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 a message that, that night, certainly. No, no they lost it when they didn't beat Southampton. You go two goals behind against Southampton. You you can't explain that one. They lost you, it. You have they lost to win those matches. Drew with West Ham. Drew with Liverpool, and Drew with Southampton. That's when they lost it. They didn't lose it by like like you say, Martin. But the better thing to have done. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to behave. But the better thing to have done is not to sit here and suggest that on, on one hand professionalism comes to pass, on another hand people go into a game, sod the fans, sod the aspirations for the football club to finish high as we possibly can. We're all feeling a bit low. So we can't perform today against Brighton, who aren't awkward, by the way. They're a very good side and outplayed your side. Um, so with that in mind, the better attitude would be... M Martin Tyler's commentary is an incidental. It's yeah, yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is, yeah. So it's nothing to do with the backdrop. M Gary Neville's bias but we talked about relevant. It. We it's talked about, about it off-air before we came on air. So certain people pushed me to, to say it. I didn't really want to come here with Nobody that. pushed you to but, say but, it. You but, said it. Martin, you, you, you positively lassoed it. me out there to ask me, did I yeah. think Martin Tyler and Gary well, Neville... Well, I, I think you tell me. Tell me then. Get the Arsenal fans. They've got to listen to it. There's only 60,000 in the stadium, but most of us, there's millions of us listening at home. Ask them what they think. What, you think he's anti-Arsenal? Yes, I do. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Do you think Arteta needs to go to the lens he went to there and offer an apology? Um, I think he's. I think it is right and proper, actually, because I think the, the, the aspirations, the target was to be Premier League champions. And it, for a very long period, Jim, it looked like it was something Arsenal could do. But we all well, we, we talked with... Well, with an element of fear about Man City and what they were capable of doing, and they've just gone this incredible run, Jim. And the squad that they have, okay, Arsenal haven't, you know, haven't had the best of run-ins. The, the games we talked earlier about that they they tripped up, um, and the manager feels he needs to to apologise. But I think it's more linked to the strength of the squad. You know, we were seeing last weekend against Leeds that, you know, Man City rested seven players. For that game and rested four again at the weekend. That's not something Arsenal are capable of doing. I know that they've got so fewer is matches. It? Is, is it a lack of quality in the squad or is it a lack of mental strength? <laughs> uh, I think it's down to quality. I think when Saliba comes out, it's like taking the plug out of the bath when he came out of the team. The whole team had to drop 10, 15 yards. Um, we looked vulnerable to long balls into channels without the necessary pace as we did yesterday. Matoma was fantastic, but Ben White was, you know, clearly he's a, he's a central defender playing, playing fullback. And he didn't necessarily have the skill set to be able to manage that situation. But Caicedo was a central midfielder playing fullback yesterday and absolutely shone. He did because what they do is their fullbacks move into midfield, so they outnumber you. But yesterday, for some reason, Tierney wasn't given that directive. Zinchenko, obviously not available, normally does that job for Arsenal. But so he played as a normal left, left back yesterday. It's a hard one to ask you, but I'll ask you it. Do you feel a huge degree of pride in coming second? Nobody wants to be second best, Jim. 
Normally, and and to get to be a winner, you have to be a hundred percent. And Arsenal weren't yesterday. You know that you've got to be at boiling point in the game. And I and but I I can sort of, I've been there myself. When it, you can't be champions, it becomes tricky. And then you see it for yourself earlier in the day that your main rival is wins a game so emphatically. You know the way that they did that against Everton, thirty-five minutes made them believe they could get something, and then whoosh, just took it away in a moment. So that's what they're up against. Um, and you you play against the, the immediate opponent, but you also play against City as well. You know you have to match their result, and Arsenal weren't able to do that in the running. I, I, I want to go on to this. I, I don't know about you, Sam, and I watched it, and I was glued to it. I must admit, I was glued to it. I was glued to it probably from the point of view of watching Brighton, thinking how good are they today? But when Undav scored on eighty-six minutes, then there was a procession of Arsenal fans leaving the stadium, leaving the Emirates. Yep. Was it poor from them to start a mass exodus from the stadiums before the end? Because there was quite a lot of time added on. No, was it no more poorer than Martin's explanation of why the Arsenal fans should turn out a poor performance? I'm saying that I think that, look, it's, fans it, are the same. it goes hand in hand. You, fans you, are the same. you have to give the fans something to cheer about, don't you? So Jim, and when, and Arsenal yesterday were, weren't quite at it. They were, the fight wasn't there. Yeah, just a little bit flat. And I think it was a sense. The, so the, the fans sensed it a little bit. So by that logic, then you'll have no issue with the stands vacating the stadium at the end of the game. Oh, I'd rather not see that. Of course, you want the fans to stay there. But you know, it's not like we haven't seen it before at Arsenal. You know, over the years, even in the Highbury days, people people leave early to get away. But it's relatable, isn't it? In terms of they, what they saw, was they they're entitled, irrespective, because the league hadn't gone. The league was still available. They yeah. should be taking this. A team of winners should be taking this, making Manchester win this, Man City win this title, making them take it to the very last minute. That's the pride that you should have as a professional footballer. That's the pride that you talked to me about as a professional footballer that embodies the state of a, of a winning mentality. The fact they go onto a pitch in a in a game that they still needed to win to keep pushing Man City to the very last minute, make Man City win it at the last game if that's what it takes. Make Man City win it with with two games to go or one game to go. Don't fold now. And so with that in mind, it smacks of a lack of professionalism, irrespective of human beings and human nature. That's the coach, that's the players, that's the pride that they play for. So the question is, should the Arsenal fans have left at the end of the game? What do you think, Simon? Should they? They pay their money that takes their choice. True. It's no different than the critical observation that Martin made of Everton fans. Everton fans vacated at the end of the game because they had enough. But I think it's poor. I think it's poor of the fans to, to walk away while the players are still on the pitch. Why? Attempting, attempting then, to get over the line, but they're not attempting. By the very same, but their levels are low, so their level, their levels. At the play, but but most of like late by, comebacks. By Martin, season. by Martin's explanation, yeah, I agreed. By Martin's explanation, Look, I play for both clubs, and the Evertonians never go, and that's why I came for them. Their fans, and I asked for solidarity, which I still do. Still got an important game to, to at home at the end of the season. Yeah. So out but, of the out of, but the, out of the blue, the Arsenal situation, the way it is, everyone leaves that ground. What, to try and get away from Highbury, people just go. They go they, because what they to try and get away. From well, because Highbury. you can't get away from it. So people are just like, do you they know, I'm off on my that. way. They wouldn't be doing even that. Even even when up. we're winning things, people leave there early with the traffic and the, the tube situation. Not to, not people to, do it in not, the central not, London not, to go. Not to the way. The character, the framework of this is that it was a mass exodus. Of course, it was more than normal, and there was a mass exodus. And and I'm and Everton fans. If we are suggesting during their period they've never vacated the stadium because they've stood there for the last year, two years, watching dire football vilifying their board of directors. So I think there's a point, a point where it does become incumbent, because you don't like all this, where it comes upon the incumbent, upon the players, to do their job first. And if the fans don't want to watch it because the players aren't doing their job, then they should be, to some extent, slightly immune from criticism. Yeah, but for 86 minutes, 86 minutes, Arsenal were only 1-0 down. 
Mm. So if we break it down and we look at the result, there was a mistake made for the first goal by the new centre, Cuvier, for some reason, doesn't stay on his feet. Most his boot comes off. Mistakes, his boot comes off. Both my boots come off. I'm on my feet for that. Undat scored the second in 86 minutes. Yeah. Then there was, was an a exodus. back pass. Mistake by yeah. Trossard. Bit of pressure but I'm on asking him. you. Then what the about third the one? You did come for the Everton fans the other day. Did, you yeah. slotted them for, for, no, for no, leaving No, no, no. I asked them to be get behind the team. So shouldn't the Arsenal fans have waited yesterday? I would Never mind this. I said that. I would, like, I would have preferred them to stay. You went to, to the stadium. stadium for a reason, to watch your team win. They didn't win, but shouldn't you stay? I, I think it was. it's different circumstances. Everton is becoming toxic. There was difficult people talking about walkouts. And then the, and the team sitting at the bottom of the table. Forget all of those issues about who owns the club. Get behind the team. That's a different situation. Arsenal have, have, have fallen short. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. It is going to be a season of regret, I think, for many Arsenal fans because yes. even though Mark put a bit of spin in it at the end there, you know, it's been a success, sure. Arteta was coming in for it. Uh, it seems not that long ago. But there's bound to be regret that having led for so long, they slipped up and then allowed themselves to be overtaken. 100%. And now cannot get back that, at the leaders. That's human nature, Jim. You 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 have to look back, don't you, to look forward to build upon what you've done so far this season. But there will be regrets and there'll be changes. The manager will look at areas that he wants to improve. He'll want to look at the squad and where can he make that better. But this is a building process. But yeah, there will be regrets, there's no doubt. They keep players awake at night. You know, because there's opportunities. I saw Odegaard right in front of goal early on, the first ten minutes last night, hit the ball. I'm not sure why we've got we 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 weren't ruthless enough in our performance yesterday, and I couldn't really understand it. Simon, is a neutral in this, and you are neutral about City, neutral about Arsenal. Quite rightly, you look at it and you think, right, they slipped up, and Manchester City have overtaken them, 
I'm going to run through the tape, the winner's tape at the mm. end of it all. Is it as simple as that? Um, I think it's a variety of things. I think the coach has got to look at himself. Um, I think the players have got to look at themselves. I think the big question will be what the board are prepared to do because this team as it is will not win the league. They need supplements, they need support, they need to be very competitive in who they acquire to be able to give a greater depth in the squad. They need to analyse how did they manage to lose games against Everton and, and, and draw games in a row against Liverpool, Southampton and West Ham at the time when their focus should be at its most acutest. So they gave, with due respect, irrespective of Man City's run-in, they handed the title to Man City. Man City won game after game after game after game, but Arsenal were in control of their own destiny. They were significant points in head, and they handed the impetus, and not just by getting beat 4-1 at Manchester City. That doesn't matter. It's the other games that mattered. They, they, they can control the destiny in those respects. So they look at it and say that knocking, getting knocked out in the Europa League in the way they did by Sporting would have been disappointing because they got, went out on penalties, and they have to ask themselves about that and the reality of that particular game and opportunity. Next season for Arteta... He needs to go deep in the Europe, in the Champions League. They need to go to the round of eight to start looking like they're making success in Europe. They need to be successful in the league again by finishing in the same sort of space. I don't think they win the league. I thought for one particular moment in time that this side is going to get better and better and better and it will mature and develop alongside the coach and mature mm. and develop. They mm. need... What they do in the transfer market will, will either exacerbate the problem or it will resolve it. They don't have a big enough squad. Yeah. And they don't have quite yet the culture inside the football club that knows what winning looks like, despite developing a better winning mentality. We're 10 years behind Man City. That's a long way to be. 10 years. But then they've been in that's the Champions stand, League concurrently. That's, that's if they stand they've, still, Martin. 10 years been in the Champions League when Arsenal have been, you know, okay, been six years out of it. But you look at the building that they've done at that football club since Pep's been there. I mean, Pep's on course for 30 trophies, Jim. This guy is like, he's on another level. And it might be that we have to wait until he decides he's had enough, Pep, before Arsenal or, or anybody else in this Premier League. It is looking that way. Because he gotta is say, so dominant. A lot of Brighton fans getting in touch. What about us? Yes, of course, we'll talk about Brighton and this man, Roberto De Zerbi. Just in the fans leaving, and I can never get my head around it, Simon. You Would would you leave the, the theatre 20 minutes from the end, the cinema 20 Depends minutes from the, the end? performance. Would and, you I, want, and I have done. Would you honestly do it? The Rolling Stones are about to do an encore. Would you leave? I mean, honestly, I don't get it. They're a waiting list I've for season out. tickets. Well, that's fine. But I've walked out of a football stadium when I watched Palace when I was the owner, stinking the place. I said, I'm not watching that. I pay for that. I'm not watching it. I pay for that and I don't choose to watch it. You walked out on your own team? Yeah. We got, we're getting beat 3 0. That's even that? worse, isn't it? No, because I don't Surely. Know, No, it's not because there's no one more committed to my football club than the guy that writes the checks out. You guys get paid to play. I paid day, to sit there. But and you I'm didn't not sure that commitment on that day. Well, I didn't want to watch it. I wasn't prepared to condone it. It was such a dreadful performance. Not that the Arsenal performance yesterday was a dreadful performance, but I sat and I thought to myself, I got That's better such things. a poor message to the fans when the I've owner got, gets got, up and leaves. I've got a better thing, better things to do with my time than tolerate and condone that. If you want to put that kind of performance out in front of our fans and embarrass yourself, you're not going to embarrass me by sitting there watching. I'm not going to... But 99% of the time, I would sit there watching performances that I found unacceptable a lot of the time. Did but, you do that so the fans could see you do it? No, I did it because I was sick to the back teeth of watching crap and I wasn't prepared to watch another did five minutes of it. Did you sat the manager at that point that night? Yeah, uh, pretty much. So you yeah. reacted to that, yeah. Yeah, I reacted to what I saw, not to what the fans saw. Okay. But I also think the fans... It's, because you want to walk out of a stadium doesn't make you less of a fan... It just means that at certain times, everyone has their threshold. Okay. I think the fans should ideally be in the stadium for the entire game. Well, I get that. I get that. If he's leaving his chair to sack the manager, I get that. 
because there's no time to I'd lose. I'd like to have left the chair to sack the players, but unfortunately you guys get insulated. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Some fairly breathtaking moments in the Premier League over the weekend, not least uh, Arsenal's capitulation, but we've done that, Mark. We're not going back to that, to, to Brighton at the Emirates. But of course, it would uh, be totally wrong not to highlight what Brighton have been up to I mean you always say it Simon and you're not wrong to say it a well run club it is yeah uh, Tony Bloom and Paul Barber Paul Barber who you often say one of the best chief executives in the game but d- does their efficiency reflect on the field of play inevitably because that's where if you're an efficient football club then it starts from the guy at the top wanting to have the best people in position, position and giving them an opportunity to do the best jobs I think we have to get balance and context because if we're going to wax lyrical about Brighton's performance on Sunday, then we need to remember they're the same team that got beat 5-1 earlier on in the week by Everton, so at moments in time. But they are a very well-coached side. He's a very decent coach. Deserving. He's a very decent coach. He's taken a very good platform that Graham Potter built um, and made it better. And it would have been sweet irony to watch Trossard be responsible for the second goal, I suspect, because there was no love loss between those two when he departed, was there? But he's, this, is a, this is what professional football clubs and professional players should look like. They should be well coached. That's what he is. He's a good coach, coaching players, making players that look, players like Danny Welbeck that are coming to the end of their careers, that have been passed over by Man United, passed over by Arsenal, and now land at Brighton, and now look like part of a very efficient, well coached football team. This is the same coach that said earlier on in the week, though, that these players don't know what it takes to come into the big leagues. And ultimately, Arsenal are going to finish second, and Brighton may finish at the very best six. So there's still a gap between them. And it's a significant gap, and I don't know if that's going to be closed anytime soon. But you have to give credit where credit's due. They are a very, very good football team that all know their job. So they much are- talent. So there is so much talent in that team. I tell you, a player caught the eye as well. Um, maybe goes under the radar is Ferguson, eighteen years of age. Yeah. Well, he's not going under the radar. Eight, he's well eighteen years of oh, age. Yeah. yeah, and he was giving those two centre halves oh, a tough boy. time last yeah. night. So there's Jim. They've got so much quality all over the pitch, and yes, the manager gives them the platform because they're, and they're well versed in the tactics previous manager often used to change things so maybe it's quite a unique group and maybe that's why Deserve has got such a quick reaction because he's full of ideas they pack the midfield hmm. um, and they've got good variation um, I think the centre half as well Colwell was going in after Erdogan just occasionally I watched the game back again because I read an article on it and he only did it three times in the whole match but nonetheless uh, it was obviously something that he wanted to do you watched the game again I watched it again because I wanted to see uh, if it were that Brighton were really that good. Did you watch good. it without sound? Yeah, I watched it the first time without sound. <laughs> but they have they have quality all over the pitch, don't they? From Jason Steele, the goalkeeper, can play the ball with his feet brilliantly, to Dunk, to Colwell, in Cisco. And of course, he made way for goal scorer Undav. Billy Gilmore, it was great to see him get a start. Welbeck came on for him. Pascal Gross recently signed a new deal. Uh, Mitoma, who's been a revelation. McAllister's a World Cup winner. And the boy Ferguson, as well, as you rightly say. Got on to um, Deserbi, though, for a moment. He was urging his team to go over the line in the race for European football. This was Deserbi. We have 58 points and they are not enough to, to qualify for a Europe League. Uh, we have another four games, tough games. Mm, Newcastle, Southampton, City and uh, the last game in Aston Villa. And we have to fight, we have to deserve uh, the qualify because uh, 58 points are not enough to, to play first day the next year. 
uh, Martin, during that uh, audio of Deserbi's orchestrating things in the studio, I don't know if you noticed that, Simon. I heard him, yeah. Uh, so, Simon, I'll come to you. Um, Shall I go first on this one? We, we've had a pop at Arteta for his um, pitch side antics now and yep. again, extremely well, animated. No, you haven't. This, this yeah, fella, haven't. yeah, we did. This fella slithers up the, the pitch a la Mourinho-esque on his knees. Mm. Uh, he's extremely animated. He, he gets very uptight and yep. make, probably makes no apology for it. What's your take on that? Should he come in for well, a bit I, of I didn't watch the game thinking that was unnecessary. I, I think some of it's histrionics from these managers these days. I mean, if, if we're going to pull into the comparisons, which you just did with Arteta, who jumps around like Zebedee on speed half the time, I don't think we can really suggest that other managers aren't able to do the same thing. Listen, I think it's a compliment to Arsenal, quite frankly, that if you're that animated that you want to go down on your knees down the touchline because you've just beaten Arsenal at home. If I'm an Arsenal fan, I go, look what that reaction does to Brighton because I'm damn sure he wouldn't be sliding down his knees if they'd beaten Southampton. Um, I, I, should, I should imagine it's to do with the fact that the opposition is so there where he wants to be and his team have outplayed, outthought, outmaneuvered and at times outclassed Arsenal. And he will look at that and say, look at this club. Look at what they're they playing. Our stadium's great, but look what they're playing. Look at the calibre of player. Look where they are in the league and look at what you've just done to them. I would prefer a, a, a little bit more stoicism and a little bit more statesman-like performance from managers, but this is a generation of managers that don't want to behave that way. So I'm not, I'm not sitting there going, oh, it's awful. I, just I, think, I, I, I honestly feel if, I, if Arteta did that, I don't want to keep returning to the commentary team, but if Arteta did that down the side of the pitch, we'd never hear the end of it. But it's okay for Deserve to do it. No, so, this but is why we're but, talking about but, it. But this I morning. like, but I like that kind of emotion. But I would, say, I would say because it's Brighton, who's sort of inoffensive, and because it's their, everyone's second favourite team, we turn a blind eye to it. But if it's yeah, if, but if, the, if that's the Arsenal manager doing that, all of a sudden, no, 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 it's a problem. No, 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 you, no, it's a fact. If you went, if you, if, you went, if you went to Man City and beat Man City at the Etihad, and your manager went sliding down on his knees, and nobody would say anything. If you go to Southampton and do it, then they go, what, what, what well, are you want about? Do you not feel those times? So, but nothing you know, to do with it. As a, as a goal scorer, you take your shirt off, you get a yellow card. Do you not feel if the manager comes racing onto the pitch, he wasn't just doing it on the sideline, he did it on the pitch, yeah? Do, is that not an automatic yellow card? What, it, for, it, for being exuberant? Yeah, but then that's what they do when they celebrate a goal, so it's, isn't it's, it? They the take their shirt off. Team so well, have you it? gone too far when a... Ref, when a when a manager does that. I think he, he probably has. He looked like the Tasmanian devil a couple of times on the bench. They went to him and he's a very angry, emotional manager. This guy, has got. there's no time to lose. He wants to win, but he has to keep... No different to your he, guy. He has no to keep to your guy. a lid on it. No different he has to, to you, keep a lid on it. I no mean, that, no different him. to your guy. No different to your guy. I don't think no I've seen Arteta go down on his knees no, running well, I've down seen your man, I've idea. seen your guy jumping around like a loon. I've seen your guy having full-on altercations with the alternate dugout, which has backfired on him. So he does exactly the same thing. The bottom line, and I've seen, we've seen Klopp. Yeah, I agree with you. There needs to be a little bit more etiquette in the technical area. And that's upon the officials if they want to regulate it, and I think they should. Um, and I do think I've often felt that managers play to the gallery. But there is also a different breed of manager... I mean, now we can't look back in time and imagine Bob Paisley doing it, can we? And that sort of generation of manager. But this generation of manager are much younger, much more dynamic. They're reflective of society. 50-year-olds don't look like 50-year-olds anymore. And even the 40-year-olds look like 40-year-olds. Everyone's a generation beyond themselves these days. And so they're more relatable to the players. The players carry on with the histrionics and, and the demonstrative behaviour. The manager's sitting there watching the game. So I understand the emotion, but yeah. I do think I'd like to see it a little bit, with a little bit more style. Control, yeah. yeah. And it was a tattoo good boot yesterday. Correct. Yeah. He didn't run round the, down the touchline, did he? Didn't have much to run around about, did he? Um, Simon, Europe, um, is that going to change things, do you, do you think, for Brighton? I mean, can Europe strengthen their hand in the market this summer in terms of incomings and outgoings? 
Their hand isn't particularly strong, is it? It never has been. They don't. They don't play a strong hand. They play so what? McAllister will they go. Play an, they, or go? They, they play an educated. Oh, in terms of retention, right? Or well, on an acquisition policy, their hand has never been played with a big set of you know of cards. It's always been let's make sure that our data evaluation. Let's make sure that we educate ourselves on who we're buying and why we're buying them. As far as retention is concerned, yeah, it helps them. But <laughs> depends who wants to buy them. If Brighton are going into the Europa League and Arsenal want to buy your players and they're playing in the Champions League, then they've just trumped you. They've just trumped your straight with a, fl- with a flush. If I'm, if I'm in recruitment yeah. now, I've got to get there before Brighton. Because look at that. This is amazing. You've got 18, 19-year-olds here. And, and CISO yesterday was brilliant. Mm. These are top players. Casado, yeah. how about finding him before anybody else does? That's the challenge out there. And this, the, the bar is really high with Brighton because their the recruitment has been absolutely different class. It is, yeah. But nothing lasts forever. And it's a very tall order. If, you can, if they can continue to recruit and manage and data evaluate, because their data analysis and the way that they're buying players and what they're looking to do with players is, I think, several years in front of majority of clubs in this country. And it needs to be because they don't have the ability to spend the way these other clubs do. So the other clubs will pay for guaranteed talent, whereas whereas Chelsea, sorry, Brighton yeah. will buy players at a level that fits their model. But also there is a different whether we like it or we don't. It's not poor little Brighton. This phrase before someone jumps up and down. No, exactly. There is a massive yeah. cultural difference between paying for Brighton and going into the cauldrons of playing for Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, and Chelsea. There's a different thought process a different weight of the shirt on the player when that changes if Brighton got relegated to the championship and started to play in the championship again all of a sudden the expectation would be for Brighton players to do far better and all the pressure would be on them in the championship because the expectation not, I'm yeah. suggesting that's going to happen Yeah. so I think there's a different dynamic but in terms of recruitment we've got to say hats off how do they do it professional um, yeah, they just get them though Matoma don't they they get them over the line under these guys come in and do jobs and it's amazing what they've got when Anotta as, as you rightly say came on for, for Ferguson uh, extremely Pro- professional professional disciplined they're, they're running their talent. football club yeah, they're talent. running their football club like a proper grown up business and what's the most expensive thing in the football club players yeah. so you wouldn't buy a house without surveying it you wouldn't buy a house without knowing every aspect of it so why do people run around buying players on the back of fag packets you're 100% essential download Outspoken with White and Jordan thanks for listening to Outspoken don't forget to leave a 5 star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode we'll be back tomorrow small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.